KFNX News Talk Radio 1100. It's Chatterbox, where you'll find the latest news, interviews, and updates about the gaming world. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host, the guests, and callers only, and not necessarily those of KFNX News Talk Radio 1100. And now, here's your host for Chatterbox. Welcome back to the studio, Ara. Good to have you here with me. Likewise. We uh, we skipped a week. I think we did. We were not here last week. Uh, I believe some sort of sporting event was here instead. Something, so we're back. In, something involved balls being thrown into hoops or something. Strong men and balls. I, basketball, probably. Hockey. Is that what they call it? I don't know. I don't know. Something was here. So if you tried to listen, uh, my apologies. You know, Now you know. We weren't here. I think we did mention it the week in advance, but uh, probably in the last 10 seconds we of the show or something. In the last three seconds. Yeah, we have a tendency to do that. By the way, we're not going to have a show the week before Christmas. Just heads up, in case you're thinking three weeks in advance, we won't be here. Um, so, we will be here today, though, because that's what we're doing. Uh, if you want to call us, 866-536-1100 is the phone number if you're listening live. Um, if you want to send us an email, like other people have done, feel free. Uh, go to chatterboxgameshow.com to find our, our information. Now. You know when we used to open the show with, like, uh, hey, what'd you do this week? Hey, what you been doing, Ara? I'm glad you asked. Yeah. Why don't I tell me. you what I did this week? <laughs> um, so interestingly enough, um, not directly game-related, but very indirectly game-related. I, I had... think everything you do is indirectly game-related. Well, okay. Fair enough. Fine. Um, so... I had the pleasure of embarking on an autocross school this weekend. I remember you telling me about that. And, and as I'm probably, I've probably told people on the show before, right? I, I like to do these little like car things every once in a while, right? And as I'm sure nobody has forgotten, there was this uh, enormous chassis project about uh, about six months ago that I finished. Basically, right? building yourself a cockpit for. Uh... For racing games. For Gran Turismo 5. Specifically Gran Turismo Specifically. 5. Yeah. Right? Um, Did you ever get the add-ons to that, by the way? The uh, You know what? The shifter. The add-ons anything? actually came out. But uh, no, I have no desire for the shifter. They uh, they were selling this this season around uh, Thanksgiving, you know, Black Friday stuff. Yeah. They uh, they were selling a, the complete package, you know, steering wheel with the shifter and all that. Yeah, it's got to be like six 700 bucks. They were trying to there. say, oh, it's a good deal. You can get the whole package. And I was like, no, I think yeah. it's still $650. That's, yeah, it's still that's expensive. Well, that's just because the, the wheel went down a little bit, you know, and the, the shifter thing I think is still around, well, still, it just came out. So I think it's around like 150 200 give or take. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's supposed to be heavy duty, all metal construction, but who knows. Um, but anyway, they've actually released like uh, another steering wheel that is interchangeable with the one that it comes with. What do you mean? Just the wheel? Just the wheel, yeah. You can uh, get a formula-style wheel, which I was really excited about because there's about 1,500 buttons on that thing until I found out that there's like a cluster of like five uh, switches in the middle that are completely inoperable. What? It's just decoration. Oh. Yeah, that's a really, really bad call, whoever decided to do that, because that's like a huge deal breaker, I think, to pretty much anybody who would be interested in like so what is special, this, ex- this expensivity of a product. What's special about a formula wheel? Well, it has like a ton of buttons on it, right? So you can configure it to 
so you can use various like uh, adjustment buttons while you're racing, right? It actually has. I'm, I'm going to make motions here with my hands that you can't see, but it's got actually, in addition to buttons that you can press with your thumb while you're gripping it, it's got these like dials that are like kind of like transversely mounted, and you can turn those dials while you're playing too. Let's say you wanted to adjust the brake bias while driving, mm-hmm. right? So now you can kind of map that to just one of the dials, and you can have that adjust your front brake bias and your rear brake bias. So that's pretty intense. So very, very, like, total, like, super heavy user, expert user type of thing. But then they had to go, and they had to put in, like, pictures of buttons instead of real buttons. Oh, wait, so they're not real switches that do nothing? They're pictures of switches that do nothing? So I haven't actually handled it, right? But there are real switches on it, but this, this stuff in the middle, right, there's a bunch of switches because it's supposed to look like the exact same Ferrari steering wheel in their formula car, right? And so it has all the same buttons in the same places ostensibly, right? But yeah, all of the ones that are in the center are just completely fake. They're like they they're raised, they kind of look like you can touch them and turn them and press them, but no. They're just well, just for decoration. What if there's no way to support that in the system, or the game doesn't support it at all, or something? Well, they should have just not put them on there. I mean, like how how retarded is that? Well, because then you don't have the look of the real wheel, real wheel. Yeah, and, and, complaining and, and we all know real. the most important thing is for it to look like the real wheel. That's what you were just explaining, right? That it uh, it's supposed to be as as real as real can be. Yeah, until you get to the part where the most important part completely breaks down because the buttons don't work. I think you're just nitpicking. Anyway. Who needs function? Anyway, if you're paying... Look, if you're paying this kind of money for a product, all right... How much would it cost just for the replacement wheel? It's like two, three hundred bucks. Two, three hundred bucks on top of the fact that you already paid six hundred dollars. This is this is what I'm saying. If you're going to have a high-class product like this, you better make sure that every single functional thing on it is actually functional and not just looking like it's functional. All right. That is, that is you know? frustrating. But that's not what I wanted to get to. What I wanted to get to was that this time when I went to autocross because i've autocrossed before i've done like track days before right but this was the first time that i went to a race event since i've been relentlessly training in skyrim not in skyrim but yes (laughs) but relentlessly training with my steering wheel setup with gran turismo like i play it like almost every day you do play that okay i mean not for hours a day i'm incapable of that but let's say like almost every day right and this time when i went out I'll tell you, not only did I have more fun than any other time, but they actually, my instructor actually told me that he thought I could be competitive and I should still, I should keep going to them. Well, I'm glad. And that was really, really awesome. I actually, I, I did things with Are my the car. competitors competitive? Yes. Or the, the judges, I mean, are they competitive? What judges? Like the, whoever, the, well, who was the guy you said in the car? The, the, the coach? Instructor. Instructor, yes. that's the word you used. Yeah. Was the instructor uh doing it competitively at any point well yeah the the instructors are all experienced autocrossers who do autocross competitively okay right so he said that i should totally do it, which was uh, that was like an incredible thing to hear because this was like the first time in my life where like oh i might actually be good at racing all right you know so this is like total so that was really cool well congratulations yeah sir. i feel i feel very congratulated my prius and i were not present and you should have come too. But I let me that. tell you, let me tell you, there was like there was things I did in my car on that autocross track that I've never done outside of a video game. What what can you do in your it's, car? It's it's hard to explain. There's just there's just a certain way about 
going around the cones and, and just turning. There's just a certain way of driving the car that I was never able to do. But when I started practicing in Gran Turismo, I kind of figured out how to do it. And I was actually able to apply it in real life. And I was shocked how well it transferred over. Well, that's, that's a still. testament to the developers of Gran Turismo, I suppose. I, I think so. I think it has to be. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, for those who don't know, autocross is basically a big parking lot with a bunch of cones, and you just go on a track trying to, you know, not hit cones. Yeah, it's like... Um, it's not a dirt track. It's not uh, a full race track. It's just a big asphalt field and cones. Yeah, pretty much. Right. It takes you about 35 to 45 seconds to do one run. Maybe a little bit longer for me, less for you. A little bit so, longer for the guy who was driving the uh, 69 Fiat. Were, were you, uh, did you have the fastest run of, of all the the people there who were in the class? Oh, there was no way to know because it was just a school, right? They, were, they, were, we didn't, they didn't like class us or anything, right? So they, we were just competing against our own times, right? So I had like six runs. I basically like improved by like a second every single run, which was amazing. Well, yeah, but were, me, the, anyway. were there other people who were faster than you? Well, yeah, but everyone had a different car, right? So unless I was actually keeping track of, like, everybody's times and cars, there'd, no, there'd be no way for me to really compare. I'll tell you this, though. There's one guy who is using the new version of my car who just happens to be, like, 70 horsepower more, mm-hmm. right? And he was doing, like, 10 seconds slower than I was. He was, like, super slow. Maybe, like, five seconds. Maybe he was babying. He was babying something. He was. <laughs> but there's, there's, there's a special satisfaction from seeing... All the people with the expensive cars and the Porsches go super slow, and I just I just attacked that thing, man. Like I had nothing to lose. Well, when it's up against cones, you probably do have nothing to lose. You that's that's the beauty of it. It's, <laughs> yeah. That's the beauty of it. That's the beautiful thing, man. Because you know, every time I go to the track, I feel like nothing happened bad, and then like the next time, it's going to be like twice as risky because I've just gone for so long without anything bad happening. Yeah. You know, good luck next time. Yeah, so... I just got a new car myself. It's exactly the same car as the one I had before. But darker. Darker and a few years newer. So, big deal. And and there's there's time. There'll be time for you to take that on the yeah. track. Maybe when, I'll get a new car in a few years. When you're ready. All right, so video games outside of racing games. What else What else has been happening? Do we want to talk about the email that we got? Do we want to uh, talk about other things we got going on Let's, right now? Um, let's talk about the Xbox thing. So, there's supposed to be like an Xbox... Today. update today yeah. tonight so the people listening to the show are, not, are probably not listening to it right now if my guess is on uh they're not listening live and right before the show like today tuesday the 6th of december um according to major nelson anyway and joystick and everybody else who reports which by this, the way like for the first time i realized his, his name is last name is herib and not herb uh, he pronounces it herb at least publicly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the spelling is weird though. H Y H R H R Y B. Yes, yeah, weird. Yeah. Anyway, just call me Herb. So um he tells everybody, "All right, the new update that you're all expecting is released." And that was like 12 hours ago, dude. It was a long time ago yeah. for people who want to get their update on. And, and then he said, hold on. Yeah. And then he said, delayed. no, it's on now. Don't hold on anymore. So a bunch of people are reporting that they have it. There's no like, there's no mechanism in the Xbox to say, all right, I want to go check to see if the update's available. It's just yeah. you turn on your Xbox and it tells you there's an update. And uh, yeah. And then it right. forcibly starts downloading it whether you want to or not. <laughs> Something like that. I, I think you do have to accept it. But anyway, 
Um, I turned on my Xbox. I, I got nothing. And my wife turned on the other Xbox, and she got nothing. So Yeah, we were really hoping to have a report for everybody before the show. But, I at least um, wanted to see it and be able to comment on it and yeah. complain about things I didn't like. Yeah. But that'll have to wait till next week, I suppose. That will have to wait until next yeah. week. Yes. Like, I was checking the comments on, on Joystick. Other guy in, in Arizona says he had it. Several hours ago. Yeah. So I'm sure it will be available the instant I get home after doing a radio show about video games. Yeah, me too. Rather than just before. That's that's how everything we works. We should have called them and said, hey, make sure this update is out before our show so we can I, tell people about it. Have you noticed that um, interesting, fun topics hit hit the blogosphere basically while we're doing the show or the very next morning? It always hits like on Wednesday. Does it really? Yeah. No, it's completely yeah. escaped my attention. And then by the next week, I go to look for stuff to do, and like, oh, that stuff from six days ago is so old at this point. I don't, I don't want to talk about that anymore. Um, and it's, it's newer than our last show, but yeah, it's. I under, I on the other hand, continually introduce topics that are more than years months, old. And... Months old. Yeah. Well, I've got a whole list of, <laughs> of old things here. <clears throat> you know what I saw yesterday, though. In fact, I don't know if this was put on on joystick yesterday or not but apparently uh so you're familiar with the vita the ps vita yeah the playstation vita coming out i don't know if everyone's ready for this yet but keep going for for what the alternate reality no for like another like psp the new the new psp yeah i'm i'm not terribly excited about it but i am excited about this alternate reality game that i'm probably never going to be able to play Um, that i'm going to talk about as soon as we get back from the break Arizona's News Talk Leader, KFNX, AM 1100. And we are back. It's Chatterbox Video Game Radio Extreme Version 2011. (laughs) Every once in a while we get extreme. Uh, Extremely sponsored... By University of Events and Technology, go to uat.edu to see what you can do with them in terms of like educationing yourself and learning the stuff. Educationing, I like that. Yeah, it's like vacationing, but you're getting educated. I teach you real good. So uh, I was saying something about alternate reality on on the PS Vita. So it has a camera. Augmented reality. Excuse me, augmented reality, whatever. Um. So the 3DS does does AR stuff. And they there were claims that the iPhone does AR stuff, and I think it does, but I haven't really investigated that very much. Yeah. Um, all, all sorts of devices now that have cameras on the back can do this alternate reality, and I love that. I think that's awesome. It's it's a lot of fun for me to interact with the real world with a game, at least it seems fun to me, until it becomes stale. And because I haven't done it much yet, it is still fun. So, so uh, I, I'm going to predict that uh, you'll do it a little bit, and then it won't be fun as fun anymore. Probably the case. Probably true. <laughs> But for right now, it seems amazing. And there's this game that Konami's creating um, called like AR Combat DigiQ, which it's hard to tell because the video is Japanese, meaning in the Japanese language. Um, and it's Japanese also. <laughs> and it's Japanese. But I mean, it's it does, it's not just like Japanese in style. Like it's it's actually Japanese. Right. Both. Yeah. In style and language. That too. Yeah. Um, 
so the beginning of the video show, first of all, we know it's augmented reality because it says right on the screen in English, <laughs> augmented reality. <laughs> yeah, we right? got so that far. So that part we're clear. I'm not confusing the use of the word, the letters AR. Um, but it shows at the beginning of this video, this promotional video, someone using an actual RC, like a, a remote control with joysticks on it and lots of buttons and whatever, to move this, this RC tank around on a table, just a white table. And uh, then it switches over to a different video that doesn't show an actual tank. It shows a 3D model of a tank and um, no remote control anymore, just what you would see on your, your screen, your PSP. And uh, it has all sorts of obstacles and things that have, have been put in this alternate or augmented reality on the table that, that your camera is seeing on the PSP. And uh, your tank drives around and shoots things, right? So it's, it's relatively simple. There's just stuff in the way and you shoot stuff and you get points for shooting stuff, whatever. But it's all supposedly augmented reality, meaning in the real world that your camera is seeing, but just sort of built out of 3D models. Right. Um, and what I what I get the impression it is, like what, what it looks like, is that you're using an actual remote control tank to, you know, roll through the real world, shooting at fake objects. Right. And that's awesome to me. Although we're not really sure. Yeah. One thing I can tell you is I don't know how this would work because you'd need someone or something to be holding It sounds like it's asking for a lot. Like, you'd also have to, like, find, like, a table space that's large enough, right? Well, that's not a big deal. It it didn't seem to to need a large space, right? The table we're at right now would certainly be big big enough if it didn't have a big microphone center in the Well, some of us do not have such luxuries, my friend. Any kitchen table would be fine. Or a floor. Anyway, what would be difficult is getting the PlayStation to be, first of all, in front of you so you could look at the screen and see what's going on, and be suspended in space on some sort of tripod-like device facing the table while you hold a separate remote control yeah. device to control. Right. So Perhaps it doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm, I'm thinking that it's not really alternate re- or augmented reality. They just say it is, and you, you basically point it at a table, but you use the... Um, the PlayStation as the controller as well, which means it's not controlling a real RC device because your PlayStation could not control an actual RC device, at least not with some sort of extra Who knows? stuff on it. And um, meanwhile, that'd be really difficult too. Like if you're trying to look at a tank, I don't, I don't know. It looks it cool. I'll, t- I'll give you that. I'll, I think it looks cool. I just, I don't know what it is yet. I want, I want to know re- really what it is. It just seems too difficult to me to be, to have a separate controller controlling a real tank in there. But if it is that, that would be awesome. That would be truly cool. Um, and that would but, mean that it would never come out in this country. Oh, definitely not. No, not, not coming out here. I'm never going to be able to play this thing. But it looks cool. And more importantly, it, it sort of lends itself to this potential of future future augmented reality games, which if they actually came out with a bunch of them, I might consider getting the, the PlayStation Vita for that alone. I think The 3DS doesn't do very very much. I think it's uh, picking up some steam. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it will, honestly. I don't think a lot will come out. Um, augmented reality stuff but if they did i would be all over it um i remember i got the playstation years ago because they're like oh it's gonna have a gps module and you can go out into the real world and like play games with your gps it's gonna be awesome and then no gps ever came out in america and there was pretty much no augmented reality with it now i've got a device the iphone that could do all of that and doesn't seem to be doing it or i just don't know about the games that do so if you know about those let me know yeah well i got one because i was under the impression that there'd be good games for it Oh no! You got you got hood, hoodwinked or Didn't fooled I? or yeah. yeah. So it, it looks like um, looks like we got a caller. We do from Texas. Now I can't remember the name. Is it Dave? Is it Dan? Dave from Texas. You are on the air, sir. What's going on, fellas? What's happening, Dave? 
How you guys doing? We're just peachy. Uh, I'm imagining augmented reality on a PlayStation device that doesn't even exist yet. Well, I mean, augmented reality, if you guys want to talk about that, there are a couple of iOS um, programs out there that do, like, yeah, I did tap into it, but nothing major. Like, if you've used, like, the Yelp application that has an augmented reality button, uh, it allows you to, like, move the camera around. It shows you, oh, okay, you're closer to this bar than to that bar. Tame, sir, tame. See, I was envisioning, like, a Yelp application where you could, like, point your camera at, like, the food you were about to eat, and it would, like, show you all the germs in it. That would be amazing. <laughs> I want to walk around the street, have it recognize faces, and turn everyone into zombies that I can shoot. Right? That would be I, fun. To, just to tap the, tap the phone a couple of times to make the gun noises would be enough. Exactly. Or I could just say into the phone's mic, and it would shoot everybody. That would be awesome. But I'm sure you're not calling to talk to us about iOS augmented reality. So, so, uh, so, what do you have for us? Well, um, okay. So I was originally going to call you guys a couple of weeks ago about uh, a situation that I ran into um, with uh, controller thumbstick layouts, uh, and then you guys took a week off, of course, and I totally forgot about it and, uh, until this morning. And I was like, oh, I'm going to call the guys up. Now um, is your but, day, sir. Yeah, that is correct. You're that famous. Is correct. Before I, yeah, thank you. Uh, well, before I even bust that guy out, uh, I saw you. I saw uh, Alon getting on Xbox trying to update his system. Um, at least that's what I thought you were trying to do. Um, and I have a little insight into it. If you would like to hear it, or if you want, I can hold on to it until next week. Uh, give me some insight. Uh, Go for it, man. Okay. It all right. So after I did the update, it's it's nice looking, but um, after the, the the initial shock was nice. I was like, oh, okay, this is novel. This is different. Can you arrange um, then, your icons? Can you put Hulu Plus in the front and just have it there all the time? It, it seems like you can, yes. Wait, seems like you can? Are you unsure? I haven't jacked with it so much. The okay. specific <laughs> function is very important to Alon. It is important. Well, it affects the efficiency <laughs> of my life. Oh, I believe it. Oh, well, I know that like within the video area, you can like they they refer to them as apps now. And you can move them around within, like, the video area. Whether you can throw it onto the, the homepage area is, is beyond me. Well, thank goodness. Uh, Referring to them as apps is the first step in acceptance of the new paradigm. Absolutely. And, and I'm sure yeah. you can move them around. Yeah, it's, it's probably possible. But, I mean, don't, don't uh, have me sign that one in blood because I haven't touched it yet. Don't worry. By the time anyone hears this, everyone will be like, of course it's possible. We've been doing it for three days now. Right. No kidding. Um Standing back from it, though, from a design stance, it looks a heck of a lot like Windows Media Media Center Edition. Uh, that's I, cool. I like that. Mm. Yeah, I, I think it's okay, but I mean, it's like five five years old. Yeah, I mean that 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 look, that feel. And so I don't I don't know if we just haven't. Uh, maybe maybe I'm not remembering, but I, maybe we haven't gotten that further in terms of a different look and feel in the game community. But it just it looks like something that's almost five years old. Well, you know, um, have you seen any Windows phones? No, I'm running iOS. <laughs> yeah, well, me too, but I'm still familiar with Windows phones to a certain extent. And um, it's strange that it seems like a step back in terms of the, you know, the visual stimulus and, and all the different things you can you could do with an interface. But it's because they obviously have to simplify it for a smaller screen and for touch interface and all that. And it, um, it has a high level of efficiency. And I think... Um, because they're trying so hard to push this connect interact interactivity with the uh, with the dashboard, you could kind of consider it analogous to a touch interface, even though you're not literally touching anything. Um, 
it seems to me like they're trying to to bring Windows 8-ness into the dashboard. So anyway, you've got more stuff to talk about, I'm sure. So stay with us. We'll get back to you as soon as we get back from the break. to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. It's a number one. Woohoo! All right, we're back. And, uh, you know, let's not waste any time jibber-jabbering. We'll get right to, uh, remind me, it was David. Dave. Dave from Tejas. David from Texas. Oh, is, are you still with us, Steve? Yeah, I'm still here. Are you guys still there? We're totally yes. still here. Okay, you so... Guys... Okay. I, I was saying that the interface, from what I've seen and from what you're describing, seems to be... I mean, it, it doesn't look exactly like Windows 8, but they're, the idea of, of tiles or apps, large, easy-to-access things when you're waving your hand in the air... Um, I mean, obviously, it's going to be like the existing or the just previous um, Connect interface to a large degree. So um, I, can, I can understand why they're doing that, even though, from what you're saying, it's also like, okay, design point of view, yeah, there's not much going on. I like that, though. I'm, I'm glad that they're leaning more towards function than, uh, than visual design, because that's what I want. I want to be able to use that thing quickly, because there's so much going on now, and uh, so that's good for me. If only they would actually release it to my console, that would be awesome. Right. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, I, I'm a I'm a big fan of marrying form and function, uh, and I think that you know Microsoft doesn't necessarily have the history of that. Um, so it, you know, when I when I realize that they don't do it, um, I'm, it's not that big of a letdown. Whereas if if you know, Lord forbid, if Apple made um, a console system and and they pulled this kind of a stunt, you know, I'd probably burn them at the stake that day. <laughs> So basically, you have low expectations of of uh, Microsoft, so that's why it's okay. Only from a design stance, but I mean, the, you know, functionality wise, they they've done a great job over the last decade. But low, um, low expectations but yeah. are very good in the video game world. <laughs> really, oh, they're they're good throughout life. Let me tell you. Fair enough. They save you from a lot of heartbreak. That's uh, you know, less than eighteen for Milan. Right. <laughs> well, hey, uh, the real reason I don't want to take up all your guys' time, but the real reason I called. Um, was because I ran into a situation and I wanted to know if, if uh, after I tell you my spiel, if, if it's something that I can feel vindicated about or if I'm just a whiny baby. Um, okay, so a little backstory first. Uh, back in the, uh, when they started to redefine the thumbsticks, uh, back in the PSX N64 era, um, the, the kids that own the PlayStation or the kids that own the N64, you know, that during that time period, and both of you guys aren't big on FPSs, so bear with me, but during that time period, um, you know, the dual thumbstick situation was, was still in, in its infantile stages. And, uh, and each, uh, console was handling it in its own way. But, Rachel, you know, I'd, it'd be hard, I'd be hard pressed to try to find somebody that didn't play Goldeneye on the N64, at least give it a whirl. Um, and, uh, for the people that played it constantly, uh, if you remember the 64 controller, the three-pronged beast that it was, um, 
the, uh, the, the control stick, the main control stick was straight down the middle, and then they made you use the C buttons for strafing and stuff of that nature. It was a makeshift thumbstick. Not if you were uh, more awesome and used two of them. Right? Yeah. Did, did you know about this? I assume you did. I, honestly, I did not. I did not know that. Yeah. You could, so you could, you could double up on controllers for yeah. adult it was uh, Control Scheme 2.3 was my choice. So you, ho- you have one uh, only if you're playing single player. Multiplayer wouldn't wouldn't allow that option. But uh, with GoldenEye as well as Perfect Dark, uh, you could use two controllers. So you had two triggers, which was the cool part: trigger on the left and right, and then two thumbsticks. Obviously, because wow, one now was control. there some kind of rig that you could you know put them together so it would handle as one controller? No. But that was actually better for me because I would have I would just sit in a chair and have one one controller on each side of me, just my arms sort of laying laying down naturally. Cool. Yeah, if if you didn't do that in perfectly symmetrical support. fashion, perfectly. Right? Yeah, um, that was the way to play games, and that's honestly that's my favorite control mechanism to date is using two controllers, a thumbstick in each hand. And uh, today's controllers that give you two thumbsticks pretty much is a perfect analogy. But it was more fun that they were separate and both felt like guns. I prefer to hold both of my arms up symmetrically, much like a priest would while giving a sermon. No. Anyway, go on, now that I've yeah, yeah. interrupted you by telling you there was something way better. No, I felt I felt like this is your guys' show, so you guys can can me anytime you want. I just, I know that I ramble a lot. But anyway... So, so this this time period is set, you know, and some people can afford both systems, but most people were probably rocking one or the other. And I was one of the N64 guys, um, playing a lot of Perfect Dark, playing a lot of GoldenEye, um, and even The World Is Not Enough, although most people don't really consider that a game. It was a Eurocom game. But um, anyway, so you get used to that control scheme uh, where uh, you've got that thumbstick to the left and those C buttons, but the the control scheme itself, uh, wasn't that one joystick would move you and one joystick would move your head. To the contrary, uh, one joystick would move you forward and back and look left and right, while the other joystick would do the opposite, of, you know, uh, uh, pieces that need to be done. And uh, in, in, in N64 guys got used to that. So cut to today, um, all these AAA titles, they, they, uh, they acknowledge that there are dinosaurs like me out there. Uh, that use this control scheme, and they refer to it as legacy. You may or may not have seen it when you're going through your control scheme. Oh, I'm, I'm very familiar. I think the whole legacy scheme is is crazy, and uh, you shouldn't have put up with it. I did for Turok, and that was it. No other games. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I, I've been doing it. I kid you not, man. I've been doing it constantly up until this year, and, uh, and I haven't changed yet, but, okay, so... You've tried Legacy. You understand like how it hurts your brain if you're not if it's not wired for it. Exactly. It's, so let's it's skip different. to the the point of vindication. Okay. Right. All right. So sorry about that. All right. So um, Dead Island. I I pop this guy in just you know assuming that it's going to have Legacy controls. It doesn't. And and I quickly remember. Okay. Well, this is a, an, an up and coming. Uh, you know, it's more of a PC developer that's porting game to the system. Just like in in the uh, the first two Left 4 Deads, uh, Dead Island just it doesn't have legacy thumbsticks. So the question is is am I right to whine to the developer to get them to patch that real quick? Because I really can't play it with any other thumbstick settings. Okay, it just can't happen. Here, here's the answer: um, you can whine, but they're not going to do anything about it. Does Valve make that game? They do, right? No, no, no. Valve, okay. Valve did. 
no, it's not Valve. And they patched it one year after. Like, everybody whined about Legacy, and about a year after they patched it. Everyone whined wanting Legacy on... on... I'm sorry. Everybody in the Legacy uh, group whined. <laughs> so so here's the unfortunate thing, right, which you're you're more than well aware of, Dave, is that you know, you've trained your mind to work in this way just by sheer practice, right? Right. Right. And so now you're just completely screwed because it's like, well, I mean, we know what it's like already, right? Like, you're just used to it this way, and nobody does it this way anymore, right? Well, I mean, like, all the AAA titles have been given it to me, so I haven't had to worry about it. But, yeah. But, now, but, but now they're not supporting it anymore at all. Well, yeah, right. I mean, this like, developer. I'll, I'll, yeah, at least these companies aren't. These, little, these companies that are PC developers that are kicking games out, they probably don't even know about it. I assume you are playing this on a console, not on the PC, right? That is correct. I'm okay. playing it on the 360. Otherwise, well, I wouldn't I'm... expect you to use the gamepad at all. Um, right. You really, what you need to do... Your question was if you should feel vindicated about something. I still haven't gotten that question. Or, no, or that I'm sorry. Data. Yeah, my question is, is uh, I guess the vindication factor is, is uh, should, should I have the right to whine based on you, your guys' opinion? And I know you're not big FPS guys, but... I, I am a lot more than you know. I just haven't played a lot late, lately. Oh, okay, um, okay. So let me tell you. Obviously, you certainly have the right. You're the consumer. You can say whatever you want, right? I'm, I'll stand behind consumer rights all day long. However, you're being a wuss, and you need to <laughs> uh, step up to the plate with whatever old-school game you feel uh, a Halo would be a good choice, in my opinion, and just suffer through the entire campaign or however long it takes you to get used to it. Because let me tell you, you're seriously living on... It I actually, want to say in, in the dark side or in legacy world, like yeah, it's just in, in it's a waste world. of your your life. You yeah, need to make the switch. Take I don't. A dive. I don't think that it'll actually take you quite as long as you expect to reacclimatize yourself to a different control scheme. It'll just be really, really, really painful in like the first half hour. Yeah, I agree. Okay. It probably won't take that long. Um, it's just in the the upfront investment is going to be painful but i think after that it's it's only going to get easier every second you start playing with another control scheme and it's an interesting situation because you know one thing i like to say all the time is that well you know ideally pretty much like if if you have some kind of control scheme you know it's best for the developers to give you a method of reassigning controls however you want right but usually that's not the first thing that they implement it's the last thing they implement and so, you know, you usually don't have that luxury. Yeah. Even though, ideally, I mean, it would be nice if you did. On a PC, you could always, like, have a program to remap x-axes of, of various controllers or whatever. But on, uh, I'm, I'm actually surprised that Legacy is offered on as many games yeah. as you suggested. But, but see, like, I certainly don't look for it. Legacy will also hurt your, like, chances of being a fighter pilot. So, like, it doesn't... I mean, I know that's a silly example, but also, like... That mapping like doesn't map to anything anywhere else. Like it, it's just a terrible mapping. I don't think he's worried about mapping to the real world. Well, well, no, I'm sure he's not. not. I, I'm sure you're not. But I'm, you know, all I'm saying is that if you ever get into a situation where you have to use a reticle and a joystick, and it's not a video game, uh, you'd be better at it if you got more practice in the more standard conventional mapping. Well, well, brace yourself, because not only do I use legacy thumbsticks, but I also invert my uh, my vertical axis. Oh, that's fine. I oh, invert. Okay. I definitely invert. I always invert. Yeah, yeah. People it's just don't like, invert it crazy. It's just like that, except like more, like worse. Yeah. Right. All right. So I say switch, 
And then uh, you call back when you're done, you reacclimated, and tell us how much better it is. And how long Will it do. took. All right. Thanks for calling. We're going to break. We'll be right back. Arizona's News Talk Leader, KFNX, AM 1100. And we are back. It's Chatterbox Video Game Radio, the no longer Extreme Edition for 2011. But I'm still going to announce our extreme sponsor, UAT.edu, the website for for the University of Advanced Technology. And that's, oh, man, sometimes. What happened there? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> too, too much technology, I think. There, they, uh, it pummeled me. The University of Advanced Technology. That's what I wanted to say. All right. Well, moving right along. Moving right along. Um, all right. That's disappointing as an announcer. That's It's Can okay. That? We, I've done much worse. Okay. Especially years ago when I just started. You should never listen to any of those old episodes. So over the break, we were talking about deals on Amazon. Don't really care about that very much. No. Um, okay, Skyrim or, or, our, um, or our friend's article. Here's what I want you to explain to me. Article. I want you to explain to me why Skyrim... It's, every day someone's talking about Skyrim. They're like, it's something so incredibly special. I know that you were a big fan of... Was it Obsidian? Was this the, the subtitle? Oblivion. Oblivion. Of Oblivion, which was the previous Elder Scrolls game, right? Yes. Now Skyrim comes out. And also and, Morrowind, the one before it. Okay, yes. yes. And Morrowind. And but, I was a fan of Oblivion until downloading DLC um, corrupted my save file, and I would never be able to play it again. Ooh, that's a bummer. Yes. Uh, at least that game allowed you to play after having played 100 hours. Uh, Skyrim, apparently, after you play for a long time, just stops working. Well, for there are some big bad bugs out there yeah. uh, for some people. Not for me. There's a lot of bugs. I mean, you see stuff about like flying horses and yeah. uh, the Dragon, game dragons flying backwards. Yeah, the game going so incredibly slowly just because you've played it so much. Well, that's that is a PS3 issue. PS3 and PC that, that you've referenced twice so far. Um, as far as I know, it's PS3 only right now, and it has something to do with there's a problem with the save file, and as the save file size increases. Yeah, but they said it actually would hit all of the. Like any, anywhere the game is, PC, Xbox, or PS3, but it's more prevalent on the PS3 because of the memory limitations. Uh, perhaps so. Um, the only reports I've heard are from people who've been playing it on PS3. Yeah, it's exacerbated on the PS3, I think, sure. is what they're trying to say. Sure. But So I've seen videos of this game, and that's I've never seen... Well, no, I did see the game on PC in real life, but like only within a town. Well, you not, don't understand its appeal, right? It's, that, it's a dude game? walking around and slashing at stuff. And okay. from what I'm told, it's an infinitely large game. Like, there's no there's no beginning or end. For all practical no purposes, end. it is infinitely large. Yeah. So if all you're doing is run around hacking at stuff, running around hacking at stuff, running around hacking... How yeah. is that interesting? How did you possibly find running around and jumping at stuff interesting enough in Crackdown to sustain you for the so many days you played it? That, that had... Um, uh, progression of character like you could increase the height that the guy would jump okay so and then eventually i got him totally maxed out right and it was far less in- as soon as you max him out the instant you do you're like oh this game's not as much fun anymore but it still had a storyline that had an end like it, i'm going to go through these these uh, three cities or however many cities it was right and i'm going to perform all the objectives beat the last guy 
And then at that point, I was done with it, right? But there, there was this this end, even though you could keep running around the city, but it had a clear right. finish. Well, I'd say that there's a lot of similarities between the two. I mean, you don't have progression in jumping height in this game, but you do have a lot of different as- facets of progression that are really interesting. And the way that this game is structured, it seems like basically, um, you know, you have... You can develop your character in very, very differently varied ways, right? And the way that the progression system appears to be structured is that um, you can't really get everything with one character. So you kind of have to choose, like, all right, is this guy going to be, like, a warrior? Is this going to be, like, a mage? Is this guy going to be, like, a thief? Right? So you kind of have to, like, choose your specializations because um, you actually don't get to get all specializations through the course of the game. Okay. So that's one aspect of it. Still that, don't understand what that is interesting. But the game also has to have some sort of compelling mechanic. Well, I mean, the mechanics I think are compelling. I mean, so just in the same way that they were people, compelling. and you can hack at them with a sword, or you can yeah. shoot a bow and arrow. You can say this about every game, though. I actually I think know. that the bone, like my character, the character I play is straight up like archer thief character, right? So I only use bow and arrows. Like I decided I'm going to play this game and I'm only going to use bow and arrows. Isn't multiplayer in any way? Like if I had no. it, could, could your no. character mine? No, interact? single, single, totally okay. single, no multiplayer, right? So, know, so the, the dynamics of the, the archery game are actually really, really interesting, right? Because, um, I mean, I don't know. It's going to take me a long time to explain everything. So I do, you define, that, do you define yourself as an archer? When you start off, or is no. it just you're someone who progresses to use the bow and get better at the okay, bow? Okay, so like you pick like one race out of several, right? And each race has like a certain specialization that like the other races don't have. Like I, I picked the Khajiit, which is just, like this cat, mm-hmm. and like this cat character who it just looks like an anthropomorphic cat. Um, basically, like I, I can use this special night vision feature that is specific to this race, right? So I can see in the dark, but other people can't. Right. And then maybe like, for example, there's another race that, you know, they're better at like haggling. Right. There's a lot of representation of skills in this game that don't even really exist in other games. Right. So there's like there's like a speech craft attribute. Right. Which is like you can choose to, for example, persuade people to do things that they wouldn't be willing to do otherwise or you'd otherwise pay them to do. This is the Um, first compelling thing I've heard about this game. Okay, so this is just like one really one tiny little corner of the game. Right. There's 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 so much more that I I, I would just go crazy if I started rattling off. So so I won't. But what I wanted to talk about it was specifically how I almost came to the point where I would never want to ever play the game again. So early. How long have you had this game? Yeah, I mean, only a few weeks. In the first week of play, I got to a point where I was almost done with ever playing the game again. Why is that? And here's a funny thing, right? The One of the biggest complaints of the previous versions of the game, right, Morrowind, Oblivion even more, was that the entire game, like particularly in Oblivion, was level scaled, which meant that whatever level you are, uh, everything else is at that level. Not only like monsters, but like chests are leveled, right? So if you look at a chest, if you search a chest, its contents are change depending on what level you are when you first look at it, right? Um, 
that is done deliberately to solve a lot of problems, but it also creates a lot of problems. And one of the problems it created was that it revolved around the fact that, like, just because you're level 20 doesn't mean that you fight like a level 20 character, right? There's just one guy who is playing Skyrim right now, and he's, like, level 8, and he's, like, a pacifist character. He's gotten to level 8 without doing any combat whatsoever. You can play the game in that way if you so choose, right? Okay. Here's the problem, though, is that when you're, like, level 20... The game's like, okay, I'm going to send out level 20 enemies, right? The problem is that if you're not sufficiently strong enough at level 20 for the level 20 enemies, uh, you could get completely screwed. So basically what happens is that the game scales enemies according to your numerical level and not your actual strength of combat, which can be very, very different depending on how you choose to play. Now, I was just playing like normal. I'm not trying to do anything crazy, not trying to like develop like the only blacksmithing and cooking and, you know, deer hunter character, right? But, you know, just doing like the normal amount of like, you know, talking to people, trading items, you know, crafting items and also doing combat, right? But here's the problem is that every quest I went on, these enemies would just totally kill me, right? I was like using up all my resources just to fight enemies. Every quest that I went on, was and I only had access to like three or four at the time, right? Was a quest where I would just get completely destroyed, right? It got so difficult. I don't even know why it got difficult, right? But like all the quests that were available to me was like it was just like one bone crushing encounter after another, right? Like I just I couldn't handle it. Like it was too much. Right. And so I was like, look, like I'm running out of quests to play. Like I'm running out of things to do because I'm not strong enough to actually fight these enemies in these quests that this thing is taking me on, right? And so one singular event happened that saved me, right? I just happened to walk into a bar, right? And there's this character that shows up there that who wasn't there before. This is apparently like a completely random thing that happens. I just walked into a bar. This guy decided to um, have a drinking contest with me. And so we both uh, – so I accepted his drinking contest. And then we both drank together for a while. And I got completely drunk, apparently, and I got so drunk that I woke up uh, the next day um, with that guy gone, like, in a town completely on the other side of the world. So how did that save you? So that saved me because now I'm being in a different location in the world. Like, that generated uh, lots more quests that were new that were easy enough for me to do, right? And then so since I knew that, like the game scaling was running away from me, I started, like, dumping, like, basically all of my level upgrades into, like, making my character have, like, better defense and offense. And now the game is playable again. Do you think that that event was random or yeah. a method of, of produced elasticity? No, no. Well, I mean, I think that yeah, that has one advantage. Like, it, like, that's one way it does that indirectly, but I don't think that it was actually, like, activated on purpose. I think it was just a complete, like, coincidence that it happened that way. Okay. And it's now, kind of a cool story. I mean, could, like, you don't Could you have just that walked games. that far if you wanted to? I could, but then I would be like mauled by countless bears and dragons on the way. Like there would have been no way I would have survived to walk that far out in the open. Okay. So there would have been something preventing you from getting that. Far. Yeah. I mean, I guess I could have if I was smart enough and careful enough and lucky enough, but like chances are most likely not. Go out only at night since you're the only one who can see. Well, that's one way to do it. There's a lot of different ways to play it, too, this game. And that's another one of the things that's so cool about it. Is there any overarching quest? Yes. There's a main quest. There's a main storyline, which you can choose to take or to not take. All right. Well, we'll hear more about that in the future, I'm you sure. You definitely will. Bye, guys. Good night, guys.
You've been listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Tune in next week for more tips and info and the latest and greatest in video gaming. And remember, all your base are belong to us.